Hello, hello. This is Selena here, your host with Aligning, Igniting, and Activating Your Life. And it is an absolute honor and an absolute privilege to have you here listening to this podcast today. Enjoy. We are going to dive today into the juiciness of part four of this five-part series on sex, love, relationships, and intimacy. And today's topic at hand is one that mm, I, I think there's going to be some pieces that some of you are going to say, whoa, I'm not sure about this. Hopefully, maybe you've experienced that already in these first three days of this three-part, or sorry, of this five-part series. Hopefully, there's been something that's shaken you. Whenever we start questioning things, when we realize that we don't like things, that's when we realize we really don't fully understand something. And that is what really can be a catalyst to move us into diving further into what we desire, what maybe is calling us, what is our next space of growth in personal healing. So today I want to talk on the aspects of our hormones changing over the years for men and for women and how also birth control can play a role and affect this. And, you know, I think this is something that really we, we just don't talk about, right? Like we make the jokes, we make the pre-assumptions, we make the analogies that, you know, oh, a man's going to get to his 50s and then he's going to have a midlife crisis and he's going to go cheat, find him a younger woman and, you know, all these things. And that, you know, oh, a woman gives birth and then um, – oh yeah, there's going to be no more sex. She's never going to want it. You know, there's there's this lull or this gap. And then later, you know, in time, there's oftentimes talk of women, you know, going going out and, and finding a partner, finding somebody in those spaces. And these, these, these roles or this just acceptance or this just kind of, oh, that's what happens of infidelity. And again, I am never on any of these things saying that an open relationship or having multiple partners is not something that is okay. I am not saying that this is something that you should only be heterosexual or anything in that realm. I speak from a space that, again, each individual is unique. Each partnership and each relationship is unique. There are different qualities. There are different pieces. There are different karmic reasons of why we are here. There are different hormonal spaces. There's different um, needs that we all have. And so bringing up this topic that, again, not a lot of people want to talk about, you know, the aspect, let's, let's dive into men first. I'm going to, I'm going to go down that route. You know, um, it is not spoken of again, my background is, is nursing for years and years and years, but I've also been married, right? I've had kids, you know, uh, went through this journey, but also deep in the holistic space as far as, um, health and, you know, nobody really ever talks about or wants to talk about how men are experiencing decreases in testosterone earlier and earlier and earlier. And I think there's such a freaking stigma on that about testosterone being used for, you know, oh, they're just going to get strong and it's just going to do that, or it'll make their nuts shrink or whatever. Right. And that's all bullshit. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say that's all bullshit. I'm going to call the bullshit marker on that. And I feel like so much of this, just like so much in healthcare has already, has really been it, it's been influenced to, to be this way, all right? So, you know, with the rise of women using birth control pills, with the rise of stress with men, with the expectations, the, you know, the the push to go, 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 there 
hormone levels are changing earlier and earlier and earlier. Their testosterone levels that used to dip, you know, not until they were like in their 40s or their 50s or so we thought, right, are actually starting to decrease in their 20s and their 30s. Now, normally and typically, a men's peak in their satisfaction with sex and intimacy, you know, in this connection was around the age of 20. And then it kind of, you know, tapered off a little bit. And then again, a big boom around the age of 50. Now, if someone's testosterone levels are already just tanked and depleted and think if they keep going, keep going, keep going, shoot, you know, the next generation, they could be 10 and be struggling with not having enough testosterone, right? So we're putting in a very feminine space and a very feminine um, uh, hormonal makeup in with men if we are not starting to become aware of this, if we're not starting to figure out and starting to implement ways to naturally start increasing testosterone levels in men. So, you know, when a man starts having, what are maybe some early symptoms? When a man starts having lower testosterone levels, it can be exhaustion, inability to sleep, restlessness. It could be easy irritability, um, signs very similar to what depression would be, maybe even suicidal. Uh, it could be the aspects of just, you know, not not having any joy and doing anything, no desire to do anything, feeling kind of like they're kind of blank, like they're there, but they're just kind of existing. And, you know, again, these are symptoms that sometimes we can attribute and think, oh, well, they're just working too much or there's something else going on. And it really can be an easy fix. Now, I know for me personally, I was not really keen on the aspects of um, injectable testosterone. Um, the aspects of what I had knew on creams was not very good. The aspects of pellets and you know, kind of some controversial things there. So, you know, with my husband, when he started experiencing and going through this, oh, I didn't even speak on one of the other symptoms, which is actual, you know, erectile dysfunction, not able to be, you know, fully hard or to be able to last very long at all, right? And, and not even reaching the point of ejaculation. So with that, you know, when my husband was starting to experience some of these things, luckily, I had someone that I had met over my years in the health and the wellness space, that this was the work that he did in helping men and he had described his own journey. So I had an opportunity to be able to have somebody who, you know, I guess you could say the universe kind of put that synchronicity in our life to have this awareness and to not have this, um, you know, this, this negative notion about a man taking testosterone. I knew how life-changing it could be for him. And we actually have a route that we utilize that he doesn't have to go to a regular doctor's office. He wanted to be very private in that. And I understand that. I, I completely honor that and respect that. And so are some of the other men that he's shared with now over the years. So, you know, we, he's able to go just go get regular labs drawn at a lab facility that's out of, out in the city city. So it's away from where we live and he's able to have those things sent directly to our home, which has been an absolute huge blessing. He can definitely, you know, tell a difference if he misses taking it, um, but, you know, it was something that started shifting and he started feeling better literally within just a couple of weeks from where he was at. And so, you know, I definitely encourage you to start looking at these things. If your man, you know, just seems off, if your spouse, if your significant other starts seeming off, right? 
start thinking about where they are in their timeline as far as chronological, as far as age. All right. I'm not speaking on like our, our, our coexistence <laughs> timeline. I'm speaking on the actual timeline of our age. But, you know, again, realizing that our sex drives are not going to be completely synced up and not going to be completely lined up and being able to be aware of this through the hormonal shifts through, you know, that really kind of play a role in that a lot um, is going to help you to be able to kind of take a step back and look at your relationship and where you are and where you can start nurturing from, you know, maybe you know, you're in the phase where, you know, he's not as into this, right? And so he finds other ways to help you to start, you know, being pleasured and to really find and still feel that full connection, uh, a sexual space, right? I think far too often we feel and we believe that sex is just penetration and it is not. Sex is far beyond the aspects of penetration, Okay. So again, remembering that men, you know, they're going to have this peak and, you know, know that those aren't hardcore numbers, but kind of keeping those in the back of your mind that at age 20 is going to be their huge, you know, boost and rise in their sexuality and satisfaction with sex. And then again, back at the age of 50, where women, on the other hand, think, you know, I feel like it's getting later and later and later that women are starting to have children. So that's playing a little bit of a role in this as well. But we still follow the cycles of, you know, as our age or as our um, body ages, that our estrogen levels, our progesterone levels, that our, our own testosterone levels start shifting and changing. And so at the age of 27, up until the age of 45, typically, is a huge peak in sexual, you know, desire and satisfaction for women. So if you really think think about that, how as modern society has pushed this work hard, keep going, keep working, you know, space, think of how many women, yes, they have these huge desires and these huge needs, but you know, they're also raising children. They've got kids, you know, going, spouses out working and stuff too. Maybe the wife is out working too, oftentimes, right? And all in all, the aspects of sex are kind of diminished, right? And maybe they did cat and mouse want some here and there, right? But then they get to this age of 45 and their estrogen, their progesterone levels start decreasing. They start going into actual menopause and their, you know, their body starts changing. They're starting to have dryness. They're starting to, you know, not be able to reach those climaxes like they could have when they were younger. But yet the man is at this peak rise in where they are sexually. And so you can see how, Oftentimes, this can be something if we're not aware of it, if we're not conscious of it, if we um, aren't very intentional of it, can actually lead to divorce, right? And the separation because there's such a disconnection and there's not this holding and there's not this honor and there's not this, you know, true giving and receiving exchange throughout, you know, the relationship as far as. Um, meeting each other sexually in that in that space. So, you know, I really wanted to touch on that today. I wanted I don't didn't want to keep that part super super long. Um, as I really want to shift, and I also really want to talk about something that I don't feel like is talked about enough, and something that has really came out more and more as far as in the research and in studies, and that is the influence of birth control on who your spouse, significant other, or partner ends up becoming and is. So I want you to think, um, when you start thinking about pheromones, like your scent, you know, your, your hormonal scent, your hormonal essence, um, 
and your smegma, right? Like out, all of those pieces, like we are attracted, right? There's a piece of us that is, is animal-like, right? Animalistic-like. And we are attracted by smell to our partners. There is a comfort. There is a knowing, right? And think maybe you've been with somebody and then their smell has changed, right? Due to changes in hormones, whether it's from food influences, whether it's from aging, whether it's from um, exercise, non-exercise, whatever, right? All in all, birth control, you know, that is pushed so much on young women. And I feel like this really truly is tied to the rise in, in divorce because, and I'm not saying that it has to, all right. Again, I'm bringing awareness to this. These women end up on birth control, which ultimately changes your hormonal body. So this person, right, that your significant other, your spouse, you know, is sexually experiencing, has a different smell, has a different vibration, has a different feel because of this synthetic hormone that you have been putting through your body. The same things also occur because the hormones also shift and impact and influence your brain, right, ladies? So, you know, when you are on birth control, sure, you may be, oh my gosh, raging, like totally into this person. And then when you get off of the birth control, then you, I'm going to have to sneeze. (coughs) So when you get off of the birth control, you actually are not attracted to this person. It can actually change how you know, your brain sees, feels, experiences this person. It changes, you know, again, your your smell, your own senses, right? And that hormonal connection that is there. So I'm not, again, I'm not going to get like super, super duper down deep into this. There is more on this that I will dive into even more and how to heal, how to, you know, move through these things, how to really combat some of these things. To, to hold your relationships if your relationships are healthy. Again, remembering that not all relationships are meant to last forever. Some are meant to last for a short time, that they are there for a lesson, but ultimately just stopping quitting. Okay, this is done. You know, when some of these things are the things that are at play, really can um, cause issues, right? Like, and, and create this, this turmoil Right? The roots and the grounds of the work that I do roots in the aspects of emotions and our energetics. And, you know, think of how much shame, whether we realize it or not, comes from a failed relationship or, you know, the, the self-doubts or the doubt and the fear that or belief that, you know, you can have a healthy relationship after you've had one that's ended that, you know, maybe you didn't have full closure or, you know, relatively Again, maybe your hormones just are not in check. So, you know, looking at these things, starting to become more and more aware of this can actually influence and actually improve and dramatically shift and change your sex life. You know, um, there are a multitude of different herbs. If you guys are like, hey, I would love to know more on that, you know, message me and say, hey, I'd love to know more on hormone or or things that I can use um, to naturally increase and boost hormone levels for women and for men. And I can drop a, um, I can drop a, drop a freebie in there for that. So, or if you are, you know, desiring to dive into this more, you're wanting to look at this more, you're wanting, you're saying, Hey, listen, my hormones, I know that they're, they're not functioning as they should. Then I also do 
do look at those things. I also do help with guidance um, on that whenever I do work with someone, um, if that is something that is coming up with them during their um, one-on-one sessions. So with that, I love you guys much. Uh, day five, part five of five will be coming out very, very, very soon. Do not forget to make sure that you um, sign up in order to have full access to the program Pleasure. Yes, pleasure. That will be coming out March 28th. We will be starting that. Again, these are six weeks of live calls. I'm Some of the stuff that I have touched on in here, we are actually going to do live healing sessions right there during the program. There will be homework. There will be lots of knowledge and lots of nuggets. And uh, we will dive even deeper into all of these, these spaces. Like each of these topics, I could easily speak on for hours and hours and hours. So with that, I love you much. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week. And I look forward to you listening again soon.